This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. I want to bring you a message today entitled Living on Leftovers. Now, why don't you just, if you're comfortable with the person next to you, just look over to them and tell them you picked a good day to be here because this is going to be simple. All right? Can you tell them that? Amen. <laughs> you're going to understand. Amen. All right? Um, the first service picked on me a little bit afterwards. What, uh, some of them got together and came up and said, Pastor, it was just too complicated for us. Um, and I didn't, I didn't know how to respond because this is about, I'm not going to be doing a lot of heavy, hard preaching today. I'm really just going to bring you a simple, simple message God gave me called Living on Leftovers. Father, before I read your word, today I ask you to speak to us that you would change who we are. Lord, I've said it over and over again over the last three or four months from the inside out. Lord, for how dare we clean up the outside and be dirty on the inside. Lord, make us yours. Make us pure. Make us clean. Make us yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Jeremiah 6 and 7, reading to you from the Good News Translation. That's the version I'm reading right now. It says, as a well keeps its water fresh, so Jerusalem, and anytime you see Jerusalem, you can substitute you, the people of God, us, the people of God. So you keep your evil fresh. As a well keeps its water fresh, so Jerusalem keeps its evil fresh. I hear violence and destruction in the city. Sickness and wounds are all I see. And the Lord bless his word. I want to talk to you about keeping your sin fresh for just a moment. You know, I want to take you back in time. I've been this height since I was 12. Of course, not quite this wide since then. But I've always loved to eat. And one of my favorite parts of eating... It's not the meal itself. It's the pre-meal. I guess I sound like a hobbit a little bit, don't I? You know, uh, you got first breakfast, second breakfast, you know. Uh, but uh, uh, it's the picking. How many of you have ever seen those commercials where the guys are reaching and, you know, the mom or the grandma? How many of you live that story? Anybody? All right, that's the best part of eating. All right, I love to go in and just, just pick. I mean, one of those horrible things my mom wanted to serve the perfect dish and she'd come through and a little part was gone. I mean, you know what I'm talking about? That's me. Well, 12 years old, I run into the kitchen one day. One of my favorite was hurry home from, from church and I go in and see what was cooking and I grab something. Well, I go in and that day she's cooking potatoes. And as she's cooking potatoes on that day, she just pulled them off the, the bowl. And so, I mean, they're like, you know, I learned on that day. And, and, and I, I'm ever amazed. I watch people do this. When, when you have to go, whoop, whoop, you know, if it's burning your fingertips, the dumb thing to do is to go. Whoa, whoa. You know what I'm talking about? Why do we do that? There's a this. This is more callous than that. And so I took that potato. And a few moments later, my mom is screaming as they're waking me up on the floor as I had burned my esophagus to the closed and constricted. So on that day, I developed a hate for hot food. I don't like hot food. People are like, it's fresh and it's hot. I'm like, we'll talk a little while. You know what I mean? 
I don't like it hot. As a matter of fact, my wife will make a good soup or some, some, I, I'm telling you, one of the best meals I've had lately is pinto beans and cornbread. You might know what I'm talking about. I, I, woo, I'm telling you. And, and I was talking to Chris about it the other day and he knew exactly what you're supposed to do. You put just a little bit of mayonnaise right on. Oh my goodness. Oh, God is, anyway, so we gotta shut up so he can preach. Anyways, amen. But if, if she gives me that and it's hot, I'll take it and I'll put that bowl of hot soup or beans or I'll put them in the freezer. I want it. I want. I don't want to wake up on the floor again. All right. I want it gone. I want it done. And there was something about that day that helped me develop not such a desire to pick at food, but I love leftovers. I mean, I want them cold. I enjoy. There is probably one of the best things on the planet is my mom's dressing the morning after. Does anybody else feel that? I'm telling you. You get that dressing, you get up. I mean, I'm getting up, and, I, and there's no, you normally it's right to my office to pray and study. On that morning, it's by the refrigerator on my office to the pray and study, you know. I'm going to get me some dressing. I love that. Another thing I, I enjoy, not only uh, the, this time of year, it happens a good bit. Actually, I love a good piece of cold pecan pie left over in the morning. People are like, aren't you going to eat some pie? I'm saying, I'll get to it. And probably somebody cried out last service. They said, how about some good fried chicken cold the next morning? I mean, you know what I'm talking about? Leftovers, you know? There's nothing quite like, probably one of the best, most uh, wonderful breakfasts there are is a cold piece of supreme pizza for breakfast. Amen. <laughs> Woo! I feel it. But if you want to enjoy leftovers, there's some stuff you have to do. First thing you have to do is leave a little bit. Amen. But then the, you have to find a container. I mean, know what happens? You got a little bit left and you go on a search. It can't be too big. It can't be too small because if it's too small, you actually have to fill it and then eat what's left. You know what I'm talking about? So you, you get just the right container and then you generally have to go through a few lids. You don't know if it's the one that goes with it, but the question is, will it work or not? And then you have to let, let and this is important. Then you have to let the food reach the appropriate room temperature so that it is safe to plop it on the shelf with the other leftovers. Because if not, it'll ruin. Now, how many of you are not feeling anything spiritual yet? Give me a minute. I'm getting there. Now, when we talk about leftovers, we're talking about three categories of leftovers. You ready for this? First category of leftover, number one is those you're going to fight over. You know what I'm talking about? All right, category number two, those you're going to pick at. And category number three, those you're going to forget about. Okay. And with these categories in mind, I want us to consider the text that we read this morning from Jeremiah. Let's read it like this. As a well will keep, in a time where there was no refrigeration, as a well will keep water fresh, so you work hard to keep your evil fresh. Wow. In other words, you, when you sin, you try really hard to have leftovers to go back to. Somebody going, well, pastor, I don't need this sermon. Just wait. Because as with leftovers, our sins fall into category one, two, and three. Now, with that in mind, we realize that in order to keep things fresh, in order to keep these wrong places in our lives fresh, to keep it when we've done something we know better than doing, that we, we know better that God has created us than to do this, uh, we have to find just the right place to store it just the right container and just the right lid so that it won't spill over in our life at the wrong time. So in order to illustrate this point this morning, we found one of the church's 
refrigerators. We actually robbed the children's church of their refrigerator this morning, okay? Because everybody knows if you want, and this is point, if you're taking notes, you need to know this. If you're going to keep a leftover and you want to keep it in your life, you have to get it cold. And so most of these are Pastor Michael's. He likes for you to tell him when I preach about it. All right. If you're going to have leftovers, you have to, uh, you have to get them cold. And you know, I started to be mean to you guys. I started to get like a thing of chocolate pudding and put it down in something and like, go, what is this? You know, oh, that's good. You know, but I, I, that would turn my stomach a little too much. But if we're going to have leftovers, we've got to get them cold. Anybody know the good way to ruin a good bottle of soda? Uh, put it in the refrigerator on its side. Make it cold. That's right. So we've got a few things in here, and, 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 and I told you there's certain categories of leftovers, right? What was the first one? I remember the category left, number one is the leftovers you're going to fight over. Now, if this were my refrigerator at home, if, if, if it's a good, like, that's some, I think that's a sausage link. Let's open it and find out. Y'all, no, I'm just kidding. But uh, uh, if it's something like this, I'm not going to have to fight over it because my kids are going to, uh, and so that that's, that's either mine or the dogs, okay? It's, uh, uh, we'll see who gets it. But anyways, all right. But if there's one of these in there, the Lord is good. If there's an Olive Garden container in there, odds are, and there's no name on it, that means it's first come, first serve. You know, or if, if there's a pie in there and there's no name on it, have you ever heard this? Who ate my food? As a matter of fact, this is what my kids do. My kids take their leftovers and they write all over them with those crayons on the table and they put, this belongs to do not touch. If there's no name on it, it's not stealing. But if somebody's name's on it, then you got to repent for stealing. So, you know. Pastor, we still don't see how spiritual it is. Well, we're, we're getting there. Because there's those leftovers that are category one leftovers that you really enjoy. Listen to this. That no matter how long you're going to have to be on the treadmill, you know that the price will be worth the second helping. And we will do the same thing with our sins. Listen to me. We will taste the forbidden fruit. We will have a sample of something that's really good and we just can't stand the thought that this might be the only time that we enjoy that. So we'll take it and we'll put it somewhere back in our lives. We'll find just the right container. We'll find just the right way to store it. We let it get cold. We let it get room temperature and and then we put it away. And whenever we're ready, we know where it is. We can go back to that sin. Back to a category one leftover in our lives. We'll ask ourselves questions like this. uh, How can I have this in my life without it destroying my life? How many times can I do this without it controlling me? What am I willing to suffer through in order to have this just one more time? And we'll have category one leftover sins filling the storage places of our heart. And let me be plain with you. Category one sins will destroy your life. Let me explain it to you. When you bring sin into your life, you're going to quickly find out that sin is not containable and it will spread and it will change who you are. Sin will cause you to do things you should not do. 
Sin will cause you to do things you never dreamed you would do. And sin will take you places you have no business being. Not only will category one sins change who you are, the fact that you are planning on trying it again is the first sign that you are no longer in control of the matter. Because sin is a disease that quickly spreads and infects all that it touches. Amen. I know this is simple. I know this is basic elementary. And somebody came up to me after the first service and they were joking with me about it being complicated. They said, Pastor, that was about as simple as it gets. I said, if it's so simple, why don't we change it? Because we'll have these category one sins and we'll think, okay, what's it going to cost me to do this again? But what you have to understand is the price of sin will be higher than you could have ever expected. And no matter how much you try to run from it, try to change your life, just like a fat cell, once you've created it, it will lay dormant waiting for you to feed it again so it can overtake your life. And what are we going to do about it? Now, look. If you've got category one sins in your life, category one struggles in your life, there's only one thing to do about it. Are you ready for this? You got to get it out of your life. Pastor Don, we came here for a revelation from God. Get this simple one. How come we feel like church has to be so complicated? We wonder, what was he really talking about? I'm talking right here where you live because all of us have had something in the storage box of our lives that we fought for, that we want, and we're not even sure what it's going to cost us, but we'll pay whatever price it takes to hold on to it. Am I preaching the truth today? And God has sent me with a message that we work hard to have leftovers in our lives of sin. And God says, I want you to get rid of the leftovers. The other day, my daughter posted on Facebook. I couldn't believe it. She took a picture of our refrigerator, posted on there and said, I clean it better than daddy does. The problem is about 10 things I went to get and use are now gone. Let me tell you something. It might be time for instead of you controlling what's in your life, that you let the Holy Ghost of God control what's in your life and the garbage you've held on to way beyond how long it should have been there can be cleaned out and you can be delivered and you'll know what it means to be full of the power of God. Amen. Just a simple word today to say you've got category one things in your life, things you're just waiting to get for. My wife and I, we had a category one leftover in our refrigerator this week. We got it on Thursday night. It was a big piece of cheesecake. God's good. We brought it home. We presented it to our baby daughter because she loves it. I said, here, baby, you can have it. First thing she looked at it and said, it has strawberries on it, baby. I thought, no problem. Just put it in the refrigerator. It'll be gone. Amen. <laughs> She put it in the refrigerator. There was actually what was left of Christina's, what was left of mine in there. It's a good-sized portion. And, and yesterday, while everybody else was kind of busy, Christina's portion disappeared. <laughs> uh, and then last night, I, I'm trying to make room in the refrigerator, and I pull it out, and, and Christina's, I'm like, look what's left. And, you know, I, I was going to finish it. You know what she did? She took it, <laughs> ate about two bites and threw it away. That's one of those moments when you have to go, 10-second rule? <laughs> 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 
thank God that Jeff and Julie come over for the, uh, some time and she brought a cookie cake and I had the strength to resist that. Amen. But I tell you that funny story to tell you this. Some of you really won't repent because you're not quite sure you don't want it. And it's thrown in the garbage of sin. And you're looking at it going, is it worth it? I mean, it's true. And it's a category one leftover sin in your life. And God says, stop. And this is how you're going to fix it. Repent. Pastor Don, if you, if you tell me that I have to sow $10,000 into something to get rid of all this guilt, then I'm, I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to work my fingers to the bone to make it happen. But don't just ask me to repent because I've done that so many times and I don't know if God wants to hear it anymore. The truth is, it's the only hope we have. We've got to depend on the blood of Jesus Christ and we've got to stand up and say, God, you see what's wrong on the inside of me and it, I keep going back there time and time again. I make the same mistake over and over and over again and it's because I'm storing it in my life. God, get a hold of me with the blood of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit because I don't want anything more than I want you. Clean me up and clean me out. And God will do it. Amen. Not only do you need to repent, then you need to trust him. Pastor Don, I can't get free. Well, that's not trust. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And here's the neat thing. God will change who you are. Now listen, one of my favorite snacks used to be, I, I, or especially when I was real young, I like to take some, some good old bad for you bread. You know what I'm talking about? Put a little mayonnaise on it, put a little bit of ham on there, and then fill it with onions. As long as you didn't have to talk to anybody, that was, that was pre-dating. But anyways, you know, uh, it's okay. But I don't know, on a Daniel fast, I was on about an 18-month Daniel fast. I came off, I don't really like onions that much anymore. Something changed. Last Daniel fast I was on for a year, I always said, I don't drink coffee, I'm not old enough. Well, somewhere about November, I got old enough. And now I drink it all day long. I don't, but I would, simply because I just developed a taste for it. What I'm trying to tell you is you may have had a taste for that sin your whole life, but if you get committed to God, God changes what you taste for. Am I making sense to anybody today? Is this simple? How many are you getting it, though? Let's move on real quick to category number two. Category number two, leftovers. The Lord really had to talk with me about this because I wasn't quite sure how to express it. These are the leftovers that result because of excess. I mean, the food was good, maybe not great, or maybe it was good, but either way, you don't want to throw this much away. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. We can eat that for lunch. You know, my kids, we always make enough where they'll divide out their lunch and get everything ready for the next day. We'll have our containers and everything out, and, you know, they're going to have leftovers for lunch. Well, the reason a lot of times that we don't throw that food out is because, you know, people are starving in Africa, and a whole village could eat on that. Ever heard that? You know what? We can come back to it. We can eat a little bit later. So into the container it goes and then onto the shelf there in the fridge. And the majority of the time, these leftovers end up in the trash several days later. But during that time, you might not really ever have a meal from it. You might have a little lunch. You might pick at it. But you never really experience the same thing again. You know what I'm talking about? Well, in relation to Category 2 leftover sins, I was like, God, how does this have, what does this have to do? And God began to reveal this to me. Once again, I was amazed at how simple God had to make things so that we could understand it. And it's truth to be delivered. Category two leftover sins are the sins that we keep coming back to for a snack or maybe even a lunch here and there. They are the sins that usually are in kind of a big container. And, uh, you know, in this one, I don't know why we had a huge thing of corn this big here at the church. 
it's it's already turning red. Pretty rough, huh? Well, I mean, I know where it's going since we're done with the sermon. Right back wherever Pastor Michael takes it. But anyways, uh, uh, you know, uh, I got to thinking about some other leftovers I was going to put in this refrigerator. And guess what? I couldn't find room for them because this was too big. And God began to reveal to me how that when you allow bitterness and unforgiveness to be in a huge container in your heart, something you keep coming back to, something you keep picking at, am I making sense to anybody today, that it prevents good things from God from coming into your life. It prevents the blessings of God that God wants to fill you with. And just because somebody did you wrong five years ago, two years ago, two months ago, yesterday, we'll bottle this bitterness up. And every time we get in a low point in our life, we'll go crack it back open and we'll take just another little pick at it. We'll take another little bite at it because I, if I happen to get rid of it, that means something else is going to end up in my life and I can't take the chance. It's going to be painful. And God says, that's not the way he created you to live. He said, if you can't forgive, you can't be forgiven. He said, and what's happening is you're afraid of letting that container out because God wants to put inside of you more than you could ever amaze. But if I let this go, I don't know what's coming. And your sin has become a safety place for you. Here's another big container left over we pick at. Are you ready for this? It's not bitterness, sin, that kind of thing. It's what we call justified sins. You ever had any of those? justified sins. These are the sins we do when somebody makes us angry. I can't help the way I talk when somebody makes me angry. Yes, you can. Uh, when I have a bad day and I feel like God doesn't love me, I, I can't help that I feel like I got to go get wasted. Yes, you can by the power of the Holy Ghost. I don't care what you've done for the last 20 years. It's time to change by the power of God. I'm not trying to tell you to do it on your own. I'm telling you, God can do it in you. Stop justifying it. We'll justify our sin every time that it comes back around. We'll say, well, if this hadn't happened, I wouldn't have done that. Listen to me. Sin will never satisfy you. The only answer is to rid our lives from that so that we can learn what God says to do in difficult times. Another thing that we allow to cloud up the shelves of our lives are not justified sins. Are you ready for this? Acceptable sins. I don't have a gossip problem. I just want people to pray for them. I just want the community to know about that person that lives four houses down so they'll be safe. My goodness, you ought to show them the love of God so they're not that way anymore and God can change who they are. Because if God can change you and he can change me, there's hope for everybody. Amen. I believe in the power of God. I believe in the delivering touch of the living God. And instead of setting in judgment, we need to realize we're the same judgment that we judge. So shall we be judged. And we ought to be pouring out the grace and the love of God in abundance in our lives. But instead, we allow the sins that we feel justified with or acceptable with. Wow. And this is what I've heard a lot of young people say. Listen to me. They'll say, um, the church just doesn't have it right anymore. You see, when we see that it destroys others because they don't know how to control themselves, I'll hear people say that. It's only, you know, only if you can't control yourself with it, it's, it's only wrong then. Listen to me. The world has not progressed so much or is the church so ineffective that we're trying to preach to you something that will not stand the test of time. Let me be clear. You don't know how to handle it or you would not be doing it. I'm sorry. I need a bigger amen than that because I need to know you're getting that. Because instead of trying to justify it, 
you need to realize something. If you could handle it, you wouldn't do it in the first place. Because anything that destroys lives on every side, anything that is the major right from the majority of crimes, in other words, most people are either intoxicated or high when they commit a crime. Most people are doing this or that when their families are destroyed. Most people are doing this, this, and this when they end up losing their... If you could control it, you wouldn't be doing it. Stop accepting it and thinking you can handle it and realize something else. We have not come to the place that our problems are different than yesterday. We have the same problems. The only difference is we can cook our food, our food faster in a microwave than they could on a fire. People are the same and sin is still sin and it will still destroy you. I don't care how many times, look, I'm just going to deal with it. How many times people tell you, you got to try out your spouse before you get married. Realize something, 88% of all marriages that live together before they are married end up in divorce. Why? Because they don't go God's way. I'm tired of people feeling like the world has changed and the church ought to catch up. The word of God is the same yesterday today and forever it will not change and it will save your life and it will deliver you from hell category three leftovers you remember the first ones are the ones you fight over the second ones are the ones you pick at and the third ones are the ones you forget about have you ever had one of those things in your refrigerator like that I could not believe it but without me telling them they brought me a category three. I can honestly tell you, I, I don't really have a clue what this is. It might be tuna. What'd you say? It might be chicken and rice. Now looking over that fungus right there. What do you... What do you do with category three leftovers? What's the smartest thing to do when it's been six months and you find that in your life? But the container's worth 78 cents. Put it back in there and forget about it. I mean, most often... There's something growing on the container so that you can see the inside. Or worse yet, and we've got a little bit of this going on, everything is starting to liquefy. The best thing to do with this capsule of joy is to trash it. Amen? But gentlemen, I, gotta, I just got to bond with you here for a moment. Suddenly, once we find this, we're back in junior high. We're in lab class. We become Bill Nye, the science guy. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And you know what? I mean, Louis Pasteur, just a little bit of mold, changed the world, made him, made him famous. Hey, we might discover the secret to happiness inside of this thing. <laughs> it's true now. And so what do we do? And I ain't doing it this morning. <laughs> We crack it open. Now, I want you to know that I become scientific when I find things like this. And not one time in my life, not one time have I ever been happy that I followed through. I never popped it open and went, honey, this is six months old, but I think it's better now than it was then. 
Most of the time when I crack that open, it's like, oh, not a good idea. You crack that puppy open and you got it for a world of hurt. Amen. Let me just be playing with you. Category three leftover sins have a way of popping up at the weirdest times. You, you get a Facebook message from an old fling just when you and your spouse are at a low point. Your neighbor's porn is delivered to your house by accident. You will be where nobody knows you and your biggest vice will fall right into your lap. God told me one time, he said, Pastor, he said, I was in the middle of a field in South Georgia. And he said, a man just drove up out of nowhere, rolled down the window and said, hey, buddy, you want some weed? He said, I can't get away from it. He chases me. That is a category three leftover sin. It's just after you. The devil just puts it right in your path. I'll never forget one day. I was walking. I was just here studying, praying, seeking God. And I, wa- I just wanted to get out for a minute. So I walked up. It was Saturday and I walked up to the mailbox here at the church. Opened the mailbox and on the top there, somebody's porn had been delivered to the church. And I remember the devil saying to me, nobody will ever know. Category three left over sin. And you're right. Nobody would know. Nobody would ever know. But instead of putting it somewhere where nobody would ever know, I put it where it belonged, in the trash. And then I called old Louis Day back there, and I said, Louis Day, if somebody sees this in the trash, I'm going to tell you what just happened. I said, you're a postman, and I'm going to tell you it came in the mail, and I want you to be a witness to it because I don't, one, want the temptation from the devil if I go home and my wife and I are mad at each other to come back up here and get it. I'm just being honest with you. I said, secondly, I don't want anybody to think their pastor's been up here looking at something he shouldn't have been. I said, you know Why? Because if I crack that open and I begin to move into that, I will lose the ability to hear from God the way that this congregation needs. And I want you to listen to me. You may get that Facebook message. You might get that call. You might get that text message. You have no business having. All of a sudden, that problem may show up in your life. And if you crack it open, you're in for a world of hurt. What you need to do is exactly what everybody in here knew from the start. The moment it comes in, you need to delete it. And then you need to delete it from your deleted file. The moment it comes in, you need to sever it. You need to cut it off. And you need to throw it out because you are a child of God and what you need is the Holy Ghost leading you so your family is safe so that your ministry can grow so that God can change your life I want you to hear what I'm telling you it's time for you to stop keeping your sin fresh and start ripping it I mean start throwing the garbage out of your life I'm going to tell you my God did not create us to live on leftovers My God did not create us for yesterday's touch from God. My God doesn't want you going back 40 years to when you got saved and remembering that's the last time you felt the presence of God. My God did not give his children leftovers. When his children cried out and said, I am hungry, he said, I will give you fresh manna every morning. I will give you what you need every day. I don't want you to hold on to it till tomorrow because I can handle everything right where you are, right what you need, and nobody will give you anything that tastes any better than what God created you for. Amen. But I want you to remember one thing as we close today. There was a key element to being able to leave something in your life. There's a key element to storing a safe leftover. I don't know how many times maybe we've we've made some kind of soup or some kind of something, a a broth or a stew or something, and, 
And we're just in a hurry. So I dumped straight from that crock pot right into that container, slapped that lid on that puppy and right in the refrigerator. Hot in a cold environment. You know what happens to that stuff? Yeah, that's about the best way to say it. I don't know who said that, but blah is a pretty good word. Amen. It starts to ferment. It starts to spoil in that contradicting atmosphere. Listen to what I'm about to tell you. This is one of the things God just really showed me through this message. In order to keep your sin fresh, you have to allow your life and everything around it to come to the same temperature. You have to bring it to where it cools off in your life and then you put it in the colder environment. And this is what God began to speak to me about. In order for you to be able to save sin, in order for you to be able to hold on to sin in your life, you have to back away from the fire of the presence of God. Because you've got to let your life cool off. Because if you stay close, that thing's going to stay fresh and ripe and ready. But as you begin to back off from God, then that environment is created so that sin stay. Making sense to anybody today? That's what God wants you to know. Instead of creating an atmosphere where sin can stay, and if it's category one, you just really want it, it's time for you to repent and realize God's going to change what you want. If it's category two and it's been in there far too long and, 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 and it's just there because you don't know how to get rid of it, maybe you feel a little guilty about what you did in the first place. That's why you kept it. It's time for you to say, God, turning from that. I can't have the good things because of all the space this takes up. It's category three and it's just somewhere stuck back in your life and you know the sin I'm talking about because it pops up once a year, once every six months. It pops up on your bad days. It pops, you know what I'm talking about? It's time for you to say, God, I don't want it anymore. Because God created me for better than leftovers. He created me for manna from heaven. God created you for a fresh revelation daily from his presence. And in order to do that, I got to move from where it's cold and safe to where it's warm in the presence of God. I've got to learn how to worship. I've got to learn how to declare in prayer. I've got to learn how to apply his word to my life. And when I do, I'll never be the same. And I don't know about you, but I'm tired of living on leftovers. I'm ready for the blessings of God. Would you stand with me in this place for just a moment today? There are people here right now as you bow your heads and you close your eyes and say, Pastor Don, I've got category one sins in my life. Things that I just really need to get under the blood of Jesus Christ. And I don't want to embarrass you, but I just want to give you a chance to be honest. Can I see your hand if that's you? You say, I'm going to get them. I'm going to repent of them. Literally hand after hand going up across this place. Come on. Don't let it hold. Don't let that category one hold your hand down. Put it up with us. Put it up with us. Get it up. Get it up. I'm going to repent. I'm going to change it. From the top to the bottom here, we've seen people raising their hands today. All right, put your hands down for just a second. There's some of you here today, and you know I was talking to you. You don't know if you can forgive, but you need to. You don't know how your life would be if you weren't angry at all men because of what that one did to you. Or if you weren't angry at all women because of the one that walked out on you. Or if you weren't mad about what happened to you when you were a child. and if you weren't this and you weren't that. 
It's just got you locked up. Your heart's full. You say, Pastor Don, this has been the simple message. But I'm going to ask God to forgive me for what I have tried to keep fresh. I want to be free. If that's you, can I just see your hands? Hands all over this place. You're going to be free by the power of Jesus. Quickly today, then finally, some of you are dealing with Category 3 situations right now. And you need to do what the Word of God says. Flee from sin. Run from it. And you know I'm talking to you because the opportunity is right in front of you. Is that you? Can I see your hand quickly? Literally, hand after hand after hand today. And all through these categories. Simply because I know that this is important to the Spirit of God, I'm going to stop now before I pray for these categories. And I want to ask you. And I don't want anybody who's ever prayed this prayer with me before to raise your hand right now. But if you're here today and you say, Pastor Don, I really have all three of these in my life because I'm not serving Jesus. And I want today to begin to serve God. Now, what I mean by never before is this is not something we're going to do every three weeks and every two weeks. If it's been years since you've been right with God, now's the time. If it's been months, now's the time. If you've never really been right with God, now's the time. Right now, I just want to see your hand if that's you. You say, Pastor John, I want to make something right with God. Right here, right now. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I want to make something right with God. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray the prayer of faith for repent over sin. Those of you that are believers that have unconfessed sin in category one, two, or three, we're going to pray this as if it was your first time. Those of you that this may be your first time or a point of rededication, you're going to join with us and you're going to be making things right with God. We're going to pray this prayer together because we will no longer allow sin to stay fresh in our lives. We will be free by the blood of Jesus Christ. Join hands with someone near you as a sign of faith and let's pray together now in Jesus' name. God is moving. I have felt the spirit of prophecy on me since Wednesday night. I'm going to tell you right now that if you'll pray this prayer, God is going to move you in your situation. Pray with me now in faith in Jesus' name. Jesus, you see my life. You see my sin. Search my heart. Forgive me of the sins I want. The sins I hold on to. And even the hidden sins. Forgive me totally. Cleanse me. I want to be yours. I know that in Jesus' name, if I confess my sins, God forgives me. And in Jesus' name, I repent. This is not who I am anymore. Change who I am. Let me be born again. And in Jesus' name, I declare... God is my Father. Heaven is my home. This will not be changed. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Anybody thankful for the blood and the grace of Jesus Christ? Amen. Come on, give God some praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You know what? We can do just a little bit better than that. Come on, just give him a better praise because he's went a long way for us. Hallelujah. That's 
use today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at Warhill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 8.15, 9.30, and 11 a.m., where you will find real love now. Thank you.